With Radio On The Go News, Brian Fancher reporting. The Hampton Police Department yesterday morning arrested 26-year-old Angel Nunez-Lopez of Hampton, who was wanted on a Franklin County warrant for a probation violation from the original charges of possession of a controlled substance with the intent to deliver marijuana and for failing to comply with sex offender registry requirements, Lopez posted bond and was released. Last night, the Hardin County Sheriff's Department arrested 28-year-old Jordan Scott Parker of Marshalltown for driving while barred and for possession of drug paraphernalia. Yesterday afternoon, Hardin County Sheriff's Department arrested 49-year-old Vonda Blackford of New Providence for domestic abuse assault. She was later released from custody. Last night, 30-year-old Monique Woodsmall of Marshalltown was served a Franklin County warrant for a probation violation from the original charge of eluding. To keep motorists safe during the Super Bowl, the Governor's Traffic Safety Bureau is teaming up with Iowa law enforcement agencies to remind football enthusiasts fans don't let fans drive drunk. If you plan to drink alcohol, plan for a sober ride home, and if you're hosting a party, take care of your guest. In 2021, over 13,700 drivers were arrested for an OWI in Iowa. The average cost of an OWI is $5,000, including fines, fees, and insurance. Today, the Ackley City Council will continue to discuss the proposed merger of the Ackley Volunteer Ambulance Service with Eldora EMS and will consider the purchase of an infrared drone for the police department. The Ackley City Council meets today 7 p.m. at the council chambers. Today, the Latimer City Council will review an ordinance regarding off-street parking and storage of vehicles in residential areas and on recreational trails. The Latimer Council will also be asked to set the date for a public hearing and on additional action on a proposal to enter into a general obligation corporate purpose loan agreement not to exceed $1.1 million. The Latimer City Council meets today 6.30 p.m. at City Hall. Nonprofit organizations within Hardin County have the opportunity to receive funding from the County Endowment Fund Program and the Hardin County Arts and Culture Endowment through the Hardin County Community Endowment Foundation, or HCCEF. The two opportunities will provide grants in several areas of interest, including arts, culture, humanities, education, and environment animals. To be considered for a grant, nonprofits must complete the application provided on the website endowhardencoiowa.org. Again, that's endowhardencoiowa.org. The application deadline is February 24th at 5 p.m. The HCCEF Affiliate Advisory Board will meet on March 16th to consider the grants and determine recipients. Iowa State University researchers are part of an effort led by Purdue University to diversify the Corn Belt. ISU sociology professor Jay Arbuckle says farmers once planted many different crops on their land. Long rotations with lots of different crops um, spread risk all around the, the farm, but they also took care of, you know, they had ecological processes, agroecological processes that took care, care of a lot of the, you know, the pest cycles and the weed cycles and that sort of thing. The crops became less diversified with the advent of chemicals to deal with the pest and weeds and the Use of mechanized farm machines. Our buckle says farmers started 
specializing in soybeans and corn. We're seeing a lot of problems stemming from that specialized system, right? So we've got a lot of, uh, you know, tillage going on that results in, you know, reduction of soil health and, um, you know, soil erosion. We also have, um, you know, herbicide-resistant weeds. We've got pesticide-resistant insects. There's also a boom and bust pattern for the price of those commodities. He says this project is looking at ways to add some diversity back into the system. To number one, provide more market opportunities for farmers, more you know ways to to have more resilient uh, cropping systems that use more agroecological processes um, to deal with those pest and weed cycles, but also to to deal with some of the more extreme weather that we're having. They hope to find some of the answers with the $10 million USDA grant. You know, this is a, a five-year project, so we don't have any you know, illusions that we're going to change the system in five years. So really what, um, what we're doing is looking at different options and pathways and you know, potential creative visions for, for ways that we might you know, open, open doors for diversification. The team includes more than 30 investigators who are working uh, with farmers and other agricultural stakeholders in Iowa, Indiana, and Illinois to envision and evaluate more diverse agricultural systems for the Midwest. The El Arca Bar and Grill is now open just north of Hampton along Highway 65, where the Gold Key Restaurant once operated. Israel Rodriguez is a member of the family opened the uh, new business and Describes Radio On The Go News what items are on the menu, including steaks. Ribeye, New York, and then salmon, chicken, like your chicken breast, and then as well as like your fettuccine alfredo. Chicken, options with chicken or shrimp. Oh, and then we'll have different types of salads as well. And those will come with different types of meats as well that we can add to it. Our menu isn't very big because we wanted to keep it very small, so we have good options, but varied options. For more information, you can call 641 641- 812-1078. Again, it's 641-812-1078. A bill that would ban Iowa motorists from having a phone or electronic device in their hands while driving has cleared a key Senate committee, but Speaker Pat Grassley of New Hartford says he hasn't pulled the 64 Republicans in the House about the concept. Grassley says 24 of those Republicans are new to the legislature this year, and he doesn't uh, count, uh, it hasn't, I should say, counted votes on the proposal yet. The bill has been introduced in the legislature for more than a dozen years, but has never become law. The Senate Transportation Committee endorsed it last week. Republican Senator Adrian Dickey of Packwood supports the bill, but he says it doesn't go far enough in addressing the distracted driving problem. Under current law, drivers under the age of 18 are prohibited from using electronic devices while uh, driving, but adult drivers are only barred from sending or reading electronic messages. DNR state deer biologist Jace Elliott says hunters took around 109,600 deer across the state, a 7% increase compared to last season. That included 2,500 deer taken in the new January season. That allowed hunters to use any leftover antlerless tags. He says 20 counties were eligible for this hunt, and 14 of them sold out completely by the end of that season. Clayton County remained the number one harvest county in the state. Elliott says uh, numbers were lower in western Iowa as they continue to build back from the EHD outbreak and floods in the Missouri River Valley. The leader of the Iowa Renewable Fuels Association says the biofuels industry is frustrated by opposition to carbon pipelines and a little bit angry about delayed federal rules that would let E15 be sold year-round in every state this summer. 
The association held its annual meeting uh, yesterday. The group says the pipelines will carry carbon away from Iowa ethanol plants and give ethanol made here the advantage of being considered a low-carbon or carbon-free fuel. Monty Shaw, the executive director of the Iowa Renewable Fuels Association, says it's frustrating to have other groups and elected officials criticize carbon pipelines. And the next winter storm to impact the local area could do anything from dropping several inches of snow to having just a dusting. We'll get the latest on the forecast from National Weather Service meteorologist Brooke Hagenhoff in Des Moines on today's Radio On The Go Newsmaker program. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker program Here's weekdays during the noon hour on KLMJ following the news, weather, and obituaries with archive programs available under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.